the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. We're going to start out with Philippians 1.21. For me, that is for Todd Granger, that is for each one of you who know him. For me to live is Christ, His life in me, and to die is gain, the gain of glory, the glory of eternity. As I thought about how it would bring home the reality of what Paul is saying to us in this verse, I realize that what he is making is a personal declaration, a personal testimony of truth. It cannot be preached except by the Spirit of God Himself to your souls. As I said last week, unless you've chosen Jesus as your life, above all else as life, these words will seem like the testimony of a spiritual man that you can't relate to. We often put Scripture in that category. That it is the Holy Word of God and therefore we take a, a point of view that if it's the Holy Word of God, I can't really relate to it. But let me tell you something, it's the Holy Word of your life because Christ is your life. So many people are out there trying to find the truth of their life. And if they have Christ, they search for what they already have. When Paul says, for me to live is Christ, I don't want you to hear him say, I live for Christ, though he might be saying that. I don't want you to hear that him say, Christ is the priority of my life, though that is true. What I want you to hear if Paul saying is, Christ is my life. I have no life apart from Christ. For Christian, life and Christ are the same. Steve Pettit, a favorite teacher of mine, once said, God defines all he means life to be in a single word, Jesus. As the origin, that is Jesus, as the origin, the essence, the aim, the subject of our lives. Christ is to become our relationship to all things. Apart from Him, the Christian has no relationship to anything in life, for the things of life escape Him apart from Christ. They just become substance. They just become fodder. They just become distraction. In many cases, they become death. There is only one way that relationship, that the things around you can become life. That is if they're received from the hand of Christ. 
that they become the testimony of our need and of our union with Him. Last week I left off with this verse. It's Colossians chapter 3, verse 4. It says, When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in the splendor of His glory. Now I want you to see something here. You might even want to write this in your Bible. In the original Greek, who is does not exist. Who is is not in there. What it should read, if accurately translated, would say, When Christ, our life, appears. When Christ, our life, appears. Paul says, For me to have breath and substance, for me to exist, the substance and definition of life itself is Jesus. What he's speaking there is John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever lives in me, and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. You have no life. A branch has no life apart from the vine. A branch would say that apart from the vine, my life has no purpose, it has no meaning, it has no substance, because the vine is life to me. Now, if Philippians 1.21 was put into your Bible, and where the name Christ is, there was a blank, what would you put there? In truth, in all honesty, not the Sunday school answer. What's the reality? You see, you don't really possess anything apart from Christ. It possesses you. If you put in there, for me to live is money, sports, popularity, a job, then to die is loss. In order to complete that verse in truth, the only correct answer for you would have to be Christ, because if anything else goes in there, to die is loss. It's going to be a loss. Are you ready to make Christ more than just your Savior? You know, as Christians, we can accept Him as Savior and never really know Him as life if we choose Are you ready for Him to be more to you than just your Savior? If not, don't kid yourself. You're divided. You're conflicted. Christ gave you an eternal life that has no end. That's a life that we share with Him. And if you're living to this world, then you have everything to lose. Everything. Paul said, to die is gain, which could more accurately be translated to have died is gain. To gain is to receive more of what you have. To gain is to receive more of what you have. Christ, Paul says, Christ is my life now, and I am knowing Him and loving Him and experiencing Him now in the body. But if my body dies, I will gain more of what I treasure most. That is, I will have an unobscured, uninhibited, unclouded view of the love of my life, that is Jesus. You see, to die... For us should be to gain more of the thing that we love most or the person we love most, which is Christ. For many of us, we want to equate death with the gain of something we don't have. The joy of death for us will be the loss of pain and the loss of suffering, the loss of those things, and the gain of of being in perfect relationship with the Lord. But I want to tell you something. What makes heaven in heaven is Jesus, not the real estate. And if you're not experiencing heaven, 
if you're not experiencing Christ as life, then you're missing the truth of heaven. You're truly looking away from the joy of heaven. The angels are probably scratching their head trying to figure you out. Because the reason they want to hang around heaven is because Jesus is there. And you have Him within you. We're on this planet to know Him, Christian. That's the purpose of us being here. Not just to have a life with Him, but to experience His life as our own. We're not here just to have a life with Him. Do you get that? But to experience that life as as our own. Can you see the difference? I see it. You know, I see Christians all around me that are more fascinated with this world than they are with Jesus. Every day, they they have to shift their focus and shift their fascination to something else in this world because what they were currently embracing has hurt them or disappointed them. But it's always about where I'm going, what I'm doing, and and who likes me and who doesn't like me, and what what I'm doing in school, and where I'm going at work, and, and what I'm gaining here, and what I'm losing there. And it's all about this world. Their fascination is with this real estate here. And for them to die would be lost and they have not walked in the truth of what Christianity was meant to be and they don't know or they don't care enough to repent and say return to me the first love of my life let me put aside the distractions of this world let me embrace the reality that Jesus is better than anything else let me go to my reward today this moment now not in heaven Let me know Him. Let Him be my joy. Let everything else be but a distraction. The message we teach here at this church will quickly lose its attraction to those who have defined life as getting along in this world with Jesus. It will become to you redundant. It will become to you uninteresting. Because... This church is just about Jesus. Nothing else. Because it is my conviction. No, it's my life. For me to live is Christ. Nothing else. It's not programs. It's not a building plan. It's not missionaries or missions or or anything along those lines. Those are fruits. They're not life. The vine is life. That's Jesus. Apart from me, Jesus says, you can't truly live. Apart from me, you can't know life. Apart from me, you can't experience the abundant life that I died to give you. You can't know it. Colossians chapter 3, again, verses 2 through 4. And set your minds and keep them set. And set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things. Not on the things that are on the earth. For as far as this world is concerned, you have died. And your new, real life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, our life, appears then you also will appear with Him in the splendor of His glory. If you believe that the things of this world are necessary for life, then you have your minds fixed or set on a lie. You have your soul fixed or set on a lie. And you've wrongly defined life. Does that convict you? you find any conviction in that at all? Listen, I tell you, when I begin to study this verse, 
allowed the Holy Spirit to bring the truth of this verse home to me. I found out that for me to live is Christ, but I also said for me to live is Christ and. For me to live is Christ and. For me to be complete is Christ and. Is there anything too precious? Is there anything so great that I can't put it down to put both arms around him? To fully embrace the truth that he's not just part of my life, but he is my life? If you're convicted, then you need to understand the Spirit of God is not trying to make you miserable. He's trying to set you free. Yield to it. Yield to the Spirit of God. Listen, Paul, I said this last week, Paul wasn't a super Christian. He was a normal Christian who lived in some pretty weird circumstances, some really tough circumstances. But his attitude, his perspective, his focus was normal for a Christian. Yours should be the same. Repent of everything that stands between that word, between that truth of your life, that Christ is your life. I don't care how wonderful it may seem. Set it down. Repent and return to your first love so that you can say with confidence and clarity, for me to live is Christ. He continues in Philippians 1.22. He says, If, however, it is to be life in the flesh, and I am to live on here, that means fruitful service for me. So I can say nothing as to my personal preference. I cannot choose. Paul says if, which means he has no clue how this is going to turn out. And you know what? You'll find out later he doesn't care. It doesn't matter how it turns out is what I'm saying. He's not indifferent to the people or to what God is doing. He's indifferent to his own situation. He says, if it is to be life in the flesh. You know, if that sounds familiar to you, it's because he uses that exact same phrase in Galatians 2.20. That's the exact same phrase that he uses in Galatians 2.20. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. In Him I shared His crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ the Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in the body. It's that same phrase right there. I live by faith in, by adherence to, and reliance on, and complete trust in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Paul is saying, if I am to live on in this body, sharing in Christ's ministry as he lives his life through me, then that will mean, that will mean fruitful service for me. Or, I will be fulfilled as a branch. That's what he's saying. Two things you should notice. First, Paul doesn't wonder if he'll be any use to God. You know, you won't ever have that wonder if you are assured that Christ is your life. If Christ is your life, you have purpose. Every moment that you take in air and you walk upon this earth has purpose towards this earth. But I want to tell you something. Your purpose is not limited by time because you've been given life for eternity. You have meaning. You have purpose. He is confident. He doesn't say maybe. He doesn't say maybe we'll bear some fruit. Because Paul knows for him to live is Christ. And Christ, as he just gave testimony to in Galatians 2.20, is living in him. And you know what? Jesus said something about that. He says, whoever lives in me and I in him bears much 
fruit. So what is Paul saying? If I stay in this body, I will bear much fruit. Now listen, you're going to see correspondence and should see it. I want you to be so acquainted with with your Savior that you hear His voice in Paul's words. Because Paul's not speaking for Paul. These are the words of your life. This is Jesus speaking. And He's saying the same thing He said in John 15.5. It could be Jesus saying that. I know. That if I said, now nobody in here would have any doubt if Jesus said, you know, if I stay alive an extra day, I'm going to have abundant fruit in my living. Nobody in here would say, yeah, no, I could see that. But Paul makes the statement and you, you kind of think, well, how does he, how is he so confident of that? He's not confident in himself. He's confident in the truth of Christ as his life. Because Christ will, the life of the vine, through the branch, that's you and me, will bear fruit. He's confident of this. Whoever lives in me, and I in him, bears much abundant fruit. Of course, this is spiritual fruit. And spiritual fruit is the manifestation of Christ himself. That's what spiritual fruit is. Second, Paul goes on and says, So I can say nothing as to my personal preference. I can't choose. Paul's saying, This is not my life. And I will not make choices for my life. I will say, Thy will be done. Thy will be done. You see, what's best for Paul is not necessarily the will of Paul, but the will of God. In Philippians 1, 23 and 24, he says... But I am hard-pressed between the two. My yearning desire is to depart, that is, to be free of this world, to set forth and be with Christ, for that is far, far better. But to remain in my body is more needful and essential for your sake. Now, Paul says it would be far better to depart and be with Christ. And, you know, by the way, he says the same thing in 2 Corinthians 5.8, which is the famous funeral verse that I hear quoted quite often. To be absent from the body. You all familiar with that? It's the same thing. It says, uh, yes, we have confident and hopeful courage and are rather pleased to be away from home, out of the body, and be at home with the Lord. I, I love the Amplified. And we're rather pleased with the idea. Well, yeah, I would be too. <laughs> I'd be a little excited about it myself. But there's also the desire to continue the ministry of Christ to these people. Christ in the body. Christ out of the body. It's still his life. The body is not essential. Do you see that? Paul is saying, I will not be chained to a circumstance. My life is Christ. His will be done. Now, does that sound familiar? You remember when Jesus was in his ministry walking upon this earth? You remember his words? John 5.30 Jesus said, I'm able to do nothing from myself independently of my own accord, but only as I am taught by God and as I get his orders. Even as I hear, I judge. I decide as I'm bidden to decide. As a voice comes to me, so I give a decision. And my judgment is right, just, righteous. Because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. That's essentially what Paul is saying. I cannot choose. I will not choose. My life is Christ. 
My desire is not about what would be best for me, but my desire is for the life of Christ to be manifest and His will to be done. Jesus said, apart from my Father, I will do nothing, but my desire is to do the will of the Father. And Paul says, I will not choose. I cannot choose because it's not my life. I choose only Jesus. Then we go to Philippians chapter 1, verses 25 and 26. He says, since I am convinced of this, I know that I shall remain and stay by you all to promote your progress and joy in believing. Now, there's a debate among theologians as to whether or not Paul had some divine word of whether or not he was going to, if he was going to stay on this earth or he was going to be killed or whatever. I don't think that's all that relevant at this point. I think if Paul had a divine word, he would have said something about it. Okay? But this is the divine word. Okay? And so what he says, basically, I believe Paul is restating the conviction, his conviction, of verses 21 through 24. Paul says, if I live, I will have fruit among you because of the life that is within me. And I still live, therefore, it must be to promote your progress and joy in believing. I live, therefore, I minister. It's the life within me. It's what's going to happen. It's the truth of my life. For me to live is Christ. And Christ is ministry. It's that simple. Actually, where he says the word progress, you remember we we took that word apart when we studied verse 12. It's the Greek word, prokope, that that illustrates the clearing of obstacles or the pioneer advance. Remember whenever the army was going to come in and take over a city, they'd send these guys in to clear all of the woods that would otherwise make it difficult for the army to get through or maybe even impenetrable. Because people would build their cities in places that would have a natural wall around it. Well, this is called the pioneer advance. And what he's saying, the progress is the pioneer advance. And progress is the clearing of obstacles. It's the clearing away of obstacles. So when we look at this, what we need to see is the clearing of the obstacles to your experiencing the joy of believing so that those may be cleared. Do you know that God's doing that right now in your life? Right now, God is is working. He's got the Holy Spirit's got a pioneer advance going on in your circumstances right now. And you know what he's doing? He's working to pry your fingers off of it. So that he can advance you into the joy of believing that he is enough. That he will give you what you need. That life is not in this world. He is clearing away the obstacles. It's an interesting thing. You know, I find myself, and don't look at me all righteous because I know one of you have done it. I find myself praying that God will strengthen my grip on the things that I want or the things that I hold dear. Oh Lord, just let me hold on to this. Oh Lord, let me just let, let's make it mine. Make it secure, Lord. Make it secure. Well, I need a pioneer advance because I am refusing to believe that Christ would be enough if I were to lose these things. It doesn't mean He takes them from me. It means He takes them out of my focus. That He takes them away as any kind of security or any kind of hope of life. And He allows me to hope in Him. So that I may know. See, you see, this is for my good. 
so that I may know the joy of believing in Him. That's what the abundant life is. The joy of believing in Him is not in what He gives us, it's in His life. The joy of believing in Him is not in the healing, it's in His life that heals us. The joy of believing is not in the, in the prosperity, it's in His life that provides for us. The joy of believing is in Him and His union with us, not in the things around us. I have joy in knowing that Christ is my life. For me to live is Christ, and that is my joy. That is the joy of my living. Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation, rest in His life moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529, San Antonio, Texas, 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.